TikTok didn't beat the clock and will apparently be banned from the U.S. entirely in the coming weeks. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston reunited for a charity event, and wow, that was more awkward than most of us expected it would be. And it's officially the end of summer, so we're sending it off in a truly memorable way. The date, September 18th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey everyone, I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. So the Emmys are this weekend. Casey, do you have any predictions? Yeah, let me know what you're thinking. My predictions are that I will be drinking on my couch while shouting at the TV. (laughs) Um, That's my prediction. But... Uh, in all honesty, I'm expecting some Shit's Creek um, wins just because it's its final season. Um, the Emmys like to do that. Uh, you know, I would love to see Insecure win. But since they're up against Shit's Creek, I really don't know how that's going to play out. And really, all I'm hoping for is that Alex Borstein from Marvelous Miss Maisel does not win yet again because I'm getting bored. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I I confess, I'm not an Emmys watcher normally. I usually just fit, see afterwards like, all right, who won? Oh, interesting. It's too big. It's too confusing. There's too many people in too many categories. Oh, I love it. I love it. My bread and butter. Uh, All right. Time for today's top stories. Here's what you need to know. The U.S. today said it's going through with its plans to ban people here from using TikTok. For a second, it looked like Chinese company ByteDance might have been able to have its cake and eat it too. They'd reach a deal with Trump administration favorite company Oracle to be its U.S. partner. But today, the U.S. Commerce Department said in a statement that the deal doesn't go far enough. So starting on Sunday, both TikTok and the chat app WeChat will be banned from U.S. app stores. WeChat will also be banned from hosting content and processing payments within the U.S., keeping users from sending money to each other. It will also make it harder for millions of people living in the U.S. to easily communicate with loved ones back in China. If you already have TikTok, you'll be able to keep watching and posting videos until November 12th. That is, if TikTok doesn't address the administration's concerns about data security and convince the China hawks in the government that the app is safe for Americans to use, reaching a new deal before then. Meanwhile, a federal judge hit return to sender on all the changes at the post office since July. 14 states had asked the court to reverse changes that the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, had made since taking over this summer saying that the new procedures could wind up hurting delivery of mail-in ballots. Chief Judge Stanley A. Bastian of the Eastern District of Washington agreed with them. In his ruling, Bastian said that the policies of joy had issued, quote, likely will slow down delivery of ballots, which would mean substantial possibility that many voters will be disenfranchised and the states may not be able to effectively, timely, accurately determine election outcomes. Under the ruling, the post office will have to treat ballots as first-class mail and go back to procedures that ensure that all the mail received in a day is delivered instead of being held until the next day. It's the biggest court ruling so far and what's shaping up to be a huge fight in the coming weeks. BuzzFeed News' Zoe Tillman reported yesterday that the Trump campaign and Republican Party are spending millions of dollars in court cases around the country, sometimes stepping in when they aren't even a party. In at least 11 cases, Tillman writes, the Trump campaign has asked judges for permission to intervene to defend state and local policies that voting right advocates argue will make it harder for people to safely vote during the pandemic. And finally, the Trump administration just keeps saying the quiet part loud. And this time the message is, shut up about slavery, America is awesome. The White House hosted an event yesterday at the National Archives called the first White House Conference on American History. The major theme was the idea that the kids these days just aren't being taught about how great the U.S. is. And whose fault is it? That 
pesky 1619 project at the New York Times, what with its pointing out how the impacts of slavery are baked into the country and still matter today. And in a campaign speech, I mean, addressed to the conference, the president singled out the 1619 project as the real racist. By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that to happen. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, and the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda, ideological poison that, if not removed, will dissolve the civic bonds that tie us together. But don't worry, he has a plan. Today, I'm also pleased to announce that I will soon sign an executive order establishing a national commission to promote patriotic education. It will be called the 1776 Commission. New York Times education investigative reporter Nicole Hannah-Jones spearheaded the 1619 Project last year. And as she pointed out on Twitter, not a single historian at the White House event was black. What a strange coincidence that is. What a strange coincidence indeed, Hayes. Mm. Mm. Um, I did see on Twitter, I did love it. Someone was like, uh, at least everyone knows the year 1619 now. <laughs> right? The branding worked. Everyone got it. But how petty is it to call it the 1776 Commission? I mean, it's just clearly trying to piggyback off the 1619 Project. Right. Yes. The pettiest, the pettiest of all. Um, I do have a question because I keep like vaguely hearing of everyone talking about like all the money that Trump's campaign is putting into these laws lawsuits. Can you like summarize a little bit what kind of lawsuits are happening? And then people are also talking about like lawsuits after the election if he loses. Or is this too big of a conversation to have right now? <laughs> so the the shortest way I can put this is the suits before the election are all trying to stop new laws and regulations that make it easier for people to vote by mail for the most part, as well as some that are just trying to make it easier for people to vote at all during the pandemic. And the, after the election, that's going to be really crazy. That's going to be challenging whether or not the ballots that are counted through these new laws, these procedures, these mail-in ballots... They count what they are going to ask the courts to rule and whether all of these ballots should be counted or if they should be invalid because of X, Y, Z law, whatever they pull out of their ass at that point, I'm pretty sure. Yep, that's scary. Um, and because I want to talk about everything you talked about today, uh, I personally think that Trump going so hard in on TikTok is not a way to get young voters on his side. But what do I know? <laughs> I mean, it's so so wild. I mean, especially because it's hard to tell where Trump not liking TikTok in general ends and where the actual concerns among some people in administration about data privacy and all that starts. Because, I mean, no one's saying this inside the Trump administration about Facebook. So no one's like, oh, we got to make sure that Facebook's protecting all of the data. OK, Casey, what is going on in pop culture today? Okay, well, first, Paris Hilton has been doing press for the new documentary about her life, This Is Paris, and she sounded a bit different to fans. So this is the voice that we all know and remember from back when Hilton was starring with Nicole Richie in the reality show, The Simple Life. Hey, everybody, it's Paris Hilton doing the weather today. In Hagerstown, it is 48 degrees. <laughs> Perluxent River is 49 degrees, and Salisbury is 47. But here's how she explained her performance on that show to Australian morning show Sunrise. Well, this entire time I have been playing a character so the world 
has never really truly known who I am. And the real me is actually someone who is brilliant. <laughs> and I'm not a dumb blonde. I'm just really good at pretending to be one. In the documentary, Hilton goes into detail about her life and the way she's been perceived, including addressing the traumas she went through while at boarding school in Utah. She says those traumas led her to the sex tape her ex released back in 2004. That tape wouldn't exist, she said, if she wasn't, quote, so lost and desperate for love that I found the worst possible person. Really quickly, though, we will note that Hilton has used her real voice in interviews before. This was her in 2013 talking to Fuse about her song with Snoop and Lil Wayne. It's pretty easy because I can either talk in like my normal voice or sometimes I talk in like a baby voice when I'm shy or like doing a TV show. Yeah, I mean, it is wild to me. I definitely didn't remember that interview from 2013. And it is interesting to like hear her talk with this deeper voice than this one that I grew up listening to. And I have not watched the doc yet, but everyone is actually saying really great things about it and how it's just painful and interesting and eye opening to learn about her. Right. I, I feel like she's one of many, many, many women throughout history, especially those that like we grew up learning about, who people made fun of a lot. And we just didn't know the reasons behind the re way they were acting the way they were. Like, no one cared in Paris Hilton's case. Everyone thought, oh, she's rich. She's this person that we see on TV. So we know exactly who she is, why she's doing things she's doing. So good for her for changing that narrative at this point. Yeah, it's like, yes, she still comes from an extremely wealthy family. She's privileged, but she that's not that doesn't mean that she's not going to have trauma and baggage like the rest of us. So it is very interesting to learn about it. And moving on in what may well be the most awkward thing we will live through this month. Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had to get pretty um intimate for charity. Yesterday, the former couple were part of a table read of the 1980s classic movie Fast Time at Richmond High. Brad was playing a teen who was lusting after Jen's character who was in the swimming pool at the time. And well, let's let Academy Award winner Morgan Freeman set the scene. Jennifer is Linda. Brad is Brad. Linda towers off, heads back inside the Hamilton house. She knows how to walk. We see Brad. He's kneeling on the bathroom floor. His back to us. His green t-shirt is on. His underwear in a pile on the floor behind him. His arm is pumping slowly. Brad is jacking off. Okay, let's pause there to note that this was a table read for Sean Penn's nonprofit group, Community Organized Relief Effort, or CORE, and the criminal justice reform group, Reform Alliance. Okay, proceed. Dissolve to exterior Hamilton Pool, Brad's Daydream. It features Linda Barrett just as she stood on the diving board a moment ago. She is gorgeous. Her breasts seem even bigger than usual. Her nipples are hard, poking through the film maroon string bikini. Water rolls slowly down her cheeks into the corners of her mouth. Her lips are parted slightly. Her eyes are filled with desire. At this point, everyone looks very uncomfortable or is trying not to lose their cool. Let's just fast forward until they go back out of the daydream. Hey, hey Brad, do you have any cute... The daydream evaporates and we see a real life again with an interior Brad bathroom angle on Linda's face. In the doorway of Brad's bathroom as she watches the sight before her, angle on Brad, trying to cover himself and act nonchalant and keep his back turned at the same time. 
The words barely escape his mouth. Wait just a, a minute. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. I, I did not know anybody was in here. Linda turns, goes immediately as if she wants to forget what she just saw as quickly as possible. She closes the door behind her. Doesn't anybody fucking knock? Wow. I know. That oh, was, boy. It was when I watched this, the two minute clip, I was so disturbed that Morgan Freeman had to say all these words. Right? I, he seemed pretty fine with it, though. Like, I think he must have rehearsed this in the mirror to make sure he could get out without <laughs> laughing too hard. Because he was fine. He was fine. I do want to say, this is such classic 1980s action lines in a movie talking about a woman. I mean, it is tough to listen to. I'm like, do, do you need to talk about her nipples? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. Probably not. Ever. It's thinking back, like, it is just really weird and uncomfortable how horny movies were in the 80s and the early 2000s. Those two eras, if you think back to like what was in the video store, it's like, ah, oh, this is creepy. These are creepy movies now. <laughs> the executives are like, I love this, but can we have something a little bit more horny? Oh, no. And they did say that is the thing. I'm sure they actually were sitting going, yeah, that broad's a great actress, but how do we get to see more of her naked? <laughs> Obviously. Oh, all right. Well, when we come back, we've got Dugaritas. Uh, Stay right there. <laughs> You're the one who did this to us, Hayes. <laughs> still regrets. Be right back. <laughs> SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Open to all teams and players, the NFL's Inspire Change Initiative acknowledges the ways that systemic racism contributes to barriers to opportunity and equality and focuses on ongoing efforts on creating progress in the areas of education, economic advancement, community and police relations, and criminal justice reform. To learn more about the NFL's commitment to ensuring a more equal and just future, text NFLIC to 635635. It takes all of us to advance social justice. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We have time for one more thing. And we asked you earlier in the week to send us what you think is actually in the Dukarita, the new Red Lobster and Mountain Dew alcoholic hell drink. Unfortunately, you came through. Listener Josh Russell sent us his best guess for the ingredients over Twitter. So you take a gas station Mountain Dew slushy. You mix in some, like, yellow, the the Añejo Jose Cuervo, not the fancy stuff, just like the Jose Cuervo. And then they probably put some, 
just some cheap vodka in there to thin it out. I'm going to say not like aristocrat, but something along those lines, just a a cheap as vodka. And then the rim around the outside is definitely just some Doritos flavoring. That's, that's just Doritos and salt. That's what the rim is. That sounds horrifyingly accurate. Uh, problem though, we don't have gas station slushies and Casey and I both tried to find Slurpee 7-Eleven Mountain Dew flavor, but didn't exist. Not a flavor that they're offering right now, apparently. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, I thought it would be, but they just had like the classic Coke and also the Sour, a Sour Patch Kids flavor. If anyone's oh, looking they for that in New York. A, Interesting. A wild berry Sour Patch one. Mm. <laughs> so, Casey, how did you solve this problem? You know what? I solved this problem where I was like, I was like, easy, I'm going to get Mountain Dew and I'm going to blend the ice together for a slushy effect and then like put tequila in it because I thought that's what would be in the Dugarita. And then Hayes was like, don't forget the vodka. And I was like, what? Why is there vodka? Blame Josh, not me. Josh, Josh, why is there vodka in here? And uh, then I got um, Doritos for the rim, but I got Tapatio Doritos because one, I like them better. Two, I like a little spice in my margarita. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I just got the regular nacho cheese Doritos, which I also hate. I don't like Doritos at all. This is just a terrible nightmare experience. In the picture, it's over rocks. So I just decided to go with throwing some Mountain Dew, vodka, and tequila into a shaker and shaking it up. Now, if you're smarter than me, you know that (laughs) trying to put a carbonated beverage into a shaker and shaking it up is a terrible idea. So that semi worked, and I I have the results (laughs) in front of me now. Okay, yes. So Hayes has his over the rocks like in the picture. I've got a slushy effect like Josh suggested. So you know what? I think it's time to go forth because unfortunately Doritos have fallen into my drink and are probably getting soggy and I need this. It is 11 a.m. here in L.A. so everyone knows. So this is how my Friday's going. (laughs) Okay, are you ready, Hayes? Yeah, virtual cheers, I guess. Virtual cheers over Zoom. Okay. Mm. Okay, so actually first reaction. The Doritos are horrible, but yep. the drink itself, not the worst thing I've ever put into my face. It's definitely not the worst thing. I'm not a sweet tequila person. I like just a little bit of agave and a shit ton of lime. So this one, and also I don't know if I've ever had Mountain Dew before. This might be my first time <laughs> having Mountain I'm not a big, I wasn't a big soda drinker growing up. So, so it's definitely not the worst thing, but I totally agree with you with the Doritos, like, in my head, I was like, maybe it'll work. But it's like, I started chewing Doritos, even though I crushed <gasps> oh, them up. No. I crushed them up like really tiny. But you know what I would rather have? Just this margarita and then Doritos on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the future, maybe that's a good idea. Josh suggested Dorito flavor and salt. But since uh, we are too lazy to use food processors, crushed Doritos, probably not the best call. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, I pulverized gonna... it. I pulverized Ooh. it and I added salt. I, I was with Josh. You went for it. I (laughs) threw this together at the very last second. I don't know why I'm still drinking it. Mm. Mm, mm. That is is sweet. I don't like this aftertaste. (laughs) This is a terrible idea. I'm glad we went for it, though, because uh, today summer is ending, and you know what? Summer 2020 has been so weird that this fits i think i think this fits into the theme of summer 2020 (laughs) yes this is this is the end of summer 2020 welcome fall we'll see what you have in store (laughs) (laughs) all right that is it for today 
and the week. Join us on Monday, at which point the taste of these drinks might finally be out of our mouths. And remember, Red Lobster, your choices are bad and you should feel bad. News O'Clock is produced by Dan Bauza, Alan Haberchak, Mandy Reeder, and Sierra Tall. Special thanks to Tracy Ayers, Mangesha Ticketer, Samantha Hennig, Patrick McMenamin, and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you'd like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. The Gangster Chronicles podcast is a weekly conversation that revolves around the underworld. From criminals and entertainers to victims of crime and law enforcement, we cover all facets of the game. Gangster Chronicles podcast doesn't glorify or promote illicit activities. We just discuss the ramifications and repercussions of these activities. Because after all, if you play gangster games, you are ultimately rewarded with gangster prizes. Our Heart Radio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find the Gangster Chronicles podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. You've always had the feeling that there's something strange about reality. According to the Stuff to Blow Your Mind podcast, there is. On the show, hosts Robert Lamb and Joe McCormick examine neurological quandaries, cosmic mysteries, evolutionary marvels, and much more. Prosthetics are true testaments to not only human craftsmanship and ingenuity, but also to the plasticity of the human brain. Listen to Stuff to Blow Your Mind on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo.